There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Darren Connell podcast show, Straight White Whale. This is episode 23. Before we get in about it, I just want to thank McTassel's, uh, our sponsor for the last eight weeks. Today is the end of their sponsorship, so I just want to thank you very much to McTassel's. It's been a fun eight weeks. I've said I've uh, sucked and Postacoglu's banger for a Giros. And I would, I stand by that, I would do horrific, horrible things for a Giros from McTassel's instead of paying £4.40. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Is that, is that how much you value your blowjob skills, mate? Aye, that's how much I value my, my life, my soul. So <laughs> thank you very much to McTassel's. As always, they've got a wee food truck up at uh, Kelvin Way and they've got a new business up at the fort so go and check them out and no doubt they'll sponsor the podcast uh, sometime in the future but we've got a new spot a new podcast coming up and it's uh, a, a a lawyer it's a lawyer friend and it's argue argue mm. argue argue Alan argue Alan argue uh, argue and co uh-huh. argue and co red group I'm sorry mate uh, so I mean, Danny need to suck his banger as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just descending into absolute chaos. <laughs> More than the studio and get it out, Alan. <laughs> I mean, I wish they would just pay me a certain amount of money instead of me humming their buzz. Uh, but I, Alan was in my school, so if anybody's got any legal problems, <laughs> <laughs> anybody's got any legal problems, get in touch with him. We'll get, um, we'll get his poster up and all his contact details and... Uh, uh, you can get in touch. I was a wee bit flustered there and I couldn't pronounce his name. I literally just got a message off him there. Good guy, mate. I think he actually specialises in employment law. Really? If I remember that rightly. So if people have had problems with like getting sacked, like all that all that stuff, all the oh. Brexit stuff. If you work for P&O, ferries, get in contact with Alan. So it's not like, mate, I stabbed somebody in the bus with a spoon. I need some fucking legal advice. <laughs> Maybe it does that. How as well. long do you get in the jail for carrying a spoon? <laughs> Depends what you're doing the spoon, doesn't it? Uh, speaking of spoons, this is uh, Glasgow is the drug capital of the world. Really? Yeah. But what drug? Mm. Is it love? <laughs> Tobacco? <laughs> Definitely fags, mate. Coffee? TV. Nah, coffee's not a drug, is it? Did you just assume my addiction? <laughs> How dare you? We've got a guest in the studio today as well. Well, not a guest. He's just sitting here. Uh, Kieran Burns from All About Ability podcast. How are you, Kieran? Good to see you, mate. It's good to see you. Just in case anybody hears laughing in the background, like two people laughing, which they won't because my podcast is shite, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I how, fucking choke every week with laughter, so. 
<laughs> literally, literally. It's been good, isn't it? Hi, mate. This is episode 23. For the last couple of weeks, I've been like episode 29 and 34 and all that. I've got a red group mixed with dementia, so people understand. How has your week been, Paul? Have you been all right? I have been good, mate. I've been good. I'm looking forward to my holiday. Amsterdam? Yep. When are you going again? Thursday. Thursday. So, when are you back? Monday. Monday. Could we get a podcast next week? Aye, aye, aye. We'll do a podcast next okay, week. Okay, we'll sort aye. it out. Aye, we'll sort it out. Can you bring me back uh, a hooker? Aye. Gas cooker? Aye. Can you bring me back a big dildo? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Mate, actually, like, one at a time, I've, I've smuggled drugs. I've been a drug smuggler. Really? Aye. A fiver's bit doesn't count. I, I brought an ounce back. Honestly? Aye. Right, so seeing my, I don't know what an ounce is. 200 quid's worth of weed. Wow. Is um, that quite a large amount? Aye, but I split it up into a quarter, quarter of an ounce bag and put them in like four different places. So this was my master plan, right? I'll put them in my jeans, put one in my jeans pocket, one in my jacket pocket. And if they open up, I'll just be like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that 70 quid worth of weed in that, in that pocket. But um, me and my missus got our cases off the conveyor belt and we were in Glasgow Airport. We were walking towards the police desk and I'm shite myself. And the fucking police officer came out and walked straight towards us and see if I could have seen my face. It must have just been pure, like, handcuff me, officer. And he, like, barged through the two of us and went to, like, a neddy guy that was behind us. But, mate, I was shitting myself. This was years ago. A horrible feeling. Oh, fuck me. And I'm not doing it again. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm not doing it, man. Like that film. What's that film called again? Midnight. Midnight Express. Aye. Aye, mate. When he had hash strapped on his belly. <laughs> Is that no heroin? Was it heroin? Uh, uh, turkey. It might have been hash, it might have been that heroin, aye, but he gets raped. Yeah, so. he gets proper pumped. Supposedly that story's uh, not as true as what the film, the, the film gets slaughtered. Basically. Oh, really? Aye. I based, thought it was a true story. It's based on a true story and see the guy that it's based on, he said uh, it wasn't as bad as that. I never get assaulted. and He, he, he just got a lover. I basically, aye. <laughs> a Turkish delight, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> aye but aye mate that was nearly me in Berlin for a fucking ounce of weed nah I mean what would happen to you we drink would happen for weed nothing take it off you you'd get a fine aye. I think it would get took off you and you'd get a £400 fine or something I remember coming back from Peru I was shitting myself like totally post-traumatic stress I went over there with a beard my beard was just as big as yours mate so no it wasn't it <laughs> but mate, it was bright ginger <laughs> instead of like my fucking Jason's technical beard that I fucking rock, mate. I was walking through the the airport in Amsterdam, waiting for the Connect flight to Glasgow. Right, but I came through the Peru jungle, so I wasn't dressed up. I was wearing trainers, knee socks, shorts, and a t-shirt. Right, my hair was fucking long as fuck, knee gel, and a massive beard. And I went through six ayahuasca ceremonies. So I was like walking through the airport, like, get me back to Glasgow. And I swear to God, see, Polis, Snuff, every cunt was just like, he's he's like a drug smuggler. And when I, I get pulled aside and they made me stand in this, uh, it looked like a cryo chamber, but uh, it wasn't. Yeah. Like it, an x ray machine. I, Right. It, they, but you see your organs on the screen and aye, stuff. Mate, aye, see your bobby. Aye. <laughs> see that so, way your bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so they gave us a full scan and stuff. Right. Fuck's sake, like, mate. And you've not, have you ever publicly spoke about your ayahuasca? I don't. I know that you've done it, aye. but we've never spoke about it. I've spoken about it, but I've no went into proper. People have interviewed me, and I've just like, I went over to for two weeks, and I've never really went into you know detail de detail we should do that one time on the pod mate i i was you know i still kind of i think i've recovered from it now but was it bad aye it was horrifying right. yeah and i wouldn't recommend it either right because i've seen the documentary with the guy that it like cures his depression yeah it's pretty hardcore mate right i mean before i went the guy was like if you're on any medication or antidepressants you need to stop because if you put ayahuasca into your system when you've got 
medication on you mm-hmm. that can cause stroke or psychosis. Right. So I was oh. on a very light amount of antidepressants at the time. I can't even remember what they were called, but it was like zero point something. Right. The lowest of the low. Mm-hmm. And I stopped maybe a month before I went to Peru. And then I went and did ayahuasca six times. And I came back and I was like, I'm not taking them again. And I haven't took antidepressants right. since. Wow. So it definitely benefited me, but it was tough. It was hardcore. Like, it's hardcore. It's n- nothing like you've ever done. You can't compare it to DMT or drugs. See, if you're at a party and you take an AK and you're like, oh, right, I'm tripping. This is just an AK. It will be away in an hour. Uh-huh. When you take ayahuasca, your soul leaves your body right. and you go into another fucking dimension. Right. So I have heard that like DMT is like a, sh- like a, a wee tiny snapshot of what ayahuasca is like, but then I, you don't get the punch. I've took DMT. Things. Right. And DMT is very nice and cozy. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong, it is hardcore. Uh-huh. It is hardcore. Like when I smoked DMT, as soon as I exhaled, I thought I'm gonna fucking die. Aye. Mm-hmm. When I when I smoked it. Uh-huh. But it's ten minutes and it's nice and you can have a cup of tea after it. <laughs> Ayahuasca was like four hour long right. trip. You're meeting your demons on you. Aye. You're purging. I never purged at Mars. You just vomited? Just vomited. Right. So, yeah, it was pretty terrifying, man. Did you date yourself? Did you go over yourself? I went over where we, it was a, what are they called? Shaman. A shaman. And I met an actor on a job that, I, I was sitting on an acting job having a cup of tea. Uh-huh. And I just heard him talk about it to somebody. And I was like, mate, how do you know that? And he's like, I, went, I, I go over and I help people take it. I was like, I can't believe it. And he sent me all the details. I signed up. I went over. There was like 13 people there from all around the world. And it was just in a wee hut. They give you a hut for two weeks in the Amazon jungle. And I had a a bed, a table, a candle. And I took over some books. And that was it. No phone. Fuck's sake, mate. Nothing for two weeks. Mental. That's craziness, man. I will need to go into that one, what the experience was like one time. I'll tell you a funny story, right? He's like, ah, see, no matter what, don't masturbate. You cannot masturbate. You don't have sex. It's a full cleanse. You need to just restart. For how long? For the two weeks that I was there. Right. So I lasted four days, and that was like the longest in my life. And, uh, and what was an ayahuasca wank like? pathetic <laughs> was it worse than the daft punk one <laughs> it was i i feel like i just talk about having wanks on this podcast but it was uh you know you're there way there was a group of people there and they're all like hippies and stuff so everybody's walking about top topless everybody's beautiful you're lonely as well and like i've had a wank every single day since i've been 12 you know what i mean <laughs> at least five wanks a day easy Two in the morning, two at night, and one in between. See, when I was a wee guy. Every day? Every single day. No way. I'm on I rip the lid off it every single day. And see, when I don't, I can understand why apes attack their owners and eat their face after right. that. You get backed up. Aye, <laughs> because I don't even date for sex. <laughs> it's like an MOT. Uh, <laughs> it's like a wee, re- a wee release valve. Aye. You're Bobby. But I the wank in the jungle, it was Five a day habit, mate. Fuck me, man. What's the... What's the most you've ever done in a day? Oh, when I've had hangovers and all that, it's been double figures, mate. Easy. <laughs> Ten a day, man. How many, how many wanks do you need to have before you die, Jink? Mate, I've had <laughs> wanks before I've went to my bird's house to have sex. <laughs> was that like the mad fucking, what was that movie? Uh, there's something about Mary, but he's pure, you need the pregame. I don't even think it's a pregame. I think I'm just a fucking animal, mate. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I mean, I say I'm a bit better as I get older, but it's still five a day. So what's that fucking cum shot like when you're in double figures, man? Is it just a whistle or like does it just sort of like drip out like a wee tear? It's not even hard, man. It's not even hard. Uh, but the Fuck jungle sake, wank, mate. it was... Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> the jungle wank. <laughs> oh episode name one fuck me <laughs> the jungle wank it's like in a hut with no windies so <laughs> it's like the the huts are 
50 yards apart so you're within seeing distance of other people <laughs> so i'm like i have to have a tactical junko wank here <laughs> and uh but see they get the scottish guy that i was with he's like ah look man just try your hardest not to have a wank just try your best if you have a wank it's okay <laughs> but you know just try your best to not have a wank right. and then i had a wank and i was like ah mate i won't name him i was like ah, mate can i talk to you for a minute and he's like ah, what and i was like I'm sorry, man. Four days I lasted. I had a wank, and he was pure. What? I was like, four days I had a wank. Oh, all right. He's like quivering. <laughs> He's fucking lip is quivering and that. He's like, no, it's fine. It's it's fine. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I'm just being honest, mate. So he went and told everybody that I had a wank. Oh, what? And dick. they kind of shunned us for half a day, mate. And then see the next time I took ayahuasca, it was fucking horrible, man. See the trip, it was terrifying. And he was like, that's because you had a wank. Right. right. So it's like, you're, aye, because there's this whole thing about like, oh, like, that's your life force. Yeah. You shouldn't give that away. Like nature intended that to be like, you know, used to make babies. Mm -hmm. Don't waste it. You well, only have a finite amount of fucking cum shots in you. And if you run it with 50, then your dick will stop working. Really? Well, well, I've been down five a day since I've been 14, so I, I must be scraping the barrel, man. <laughs> <laughs> I must be running low. Mate, I've had a cancer scare. I had a cancer scare one time, and I still had a wank. <laughs> I found a lump in my boss once. And you finished yourself? I was like, I was working with a joiner at the time because I was, I was struggling with comedy. I was mm. just labouring for a joiner. Mm. And I think I was doing a piss or I scratched my boss or something, and I was like, ah, no way. It's a fucking lump in my boss, massive lump that I never even noticed. And all of a sudden, I'm like, ah, can I believe it? Straight away in your head, when you find something like that, you go, cancer, straight mm -hmm. away. Even if I get a shooting pain in my back, I'm like, I've got cancer. Uh -huh. That's the type of person I'm on. <laughs> so I go to the, the GP, and it was like a young guy, man, same age as me. It's like you, standing there, and he's like, ah, right, your pants off. And How awkward is that shit, mate? So oh awkward, man. God. And I'm like trying to make jokes and all that. I'm like, this is worse than if <laughs> I had cancer. It's, it's kind of cold in here, mate. <laughs> your dick's retreating into your body, man. You're like, oh. I'm you, like, buy you, me a drink first, mate. I've usually got me on my foreskin, mate. Honest. Aye. Uh, honestly, mate. Honestly. He was kind of laughing a wee bit as well. And I was giggling. It was just <laughs> awkward. And he, felt, he felt it. And he's like, ah, um, you know, I can't even remember the medical term. But he's like, this is really common. It can be a build up a fat uh, it's like gristle or aye. something it? like fat gristle i had the exact same thing mate the aye. exact same thing i felt a lump and was pure oh my god went to the doctor and he was like nah that's just something that happens and I'm like, oh. aye great so, but uh getting your balls out getting your dick and balls out in front of a gp aye as you're curled up in a ball facing the wall he's in about your arse and you're turning like that uh is it cancer is it cancer but is it cancer no. He's like, just need to double check. <laughs> oh, triple check. Here, what are you taking your trousers off for? <laughs> Have you got cancer or not? Fuck's sake. Oh, we'll get cancelled. This isn't even my GP, man. We're in the fucking cupboard. <laughs> uh, I, but I went home, right? And I was like proper doom and gloom. Am I going to die before I'm 50 and all that? And... That lasted like 20 minutes. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm like, ah, uh, jerk off instructions. <laughs> uh, <sure. laughs> jerk off instruction in doctor's waiting room. Pure Jada Smith feet. Jada Smith feet. Speaking of Jada Smith. <laughs> I knew we were going to talk about <laughs> Speaking of Jada Smith, <coughs> uh, everybody spoke about the Will Smith incident. Um, I've got a hard down now. <laughs> thinking about that cancer scare. I'm on my third wank man. I need, I've got two left right we, we need to talk about the Will Smith situation right. everybody in the world seen it everybody's had an opinion on it but fuck Aye. it it's my podcast we Aye. need to speak about it Aye. for anybody that doesn't know which Nacon everybody knows uh, Chris Rock said a joke on stage Will Smith snapped and went on and slapped him what's your opinion on that I think it was fake, mate. Honestly. I mate, it looked fake as fuck. I mean, what guy laughs, takes a full full blown 
fucking slap to the face and just like has a laugh. Why would it be fake though? Um, I think the Oscars want to be relevant. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to. I mean, with, with they saying the, the the video, it's like the most watched video, and I don't know, man. I don't know. There was something fi- right. I don't. Maybe I don't think it's fake, but there was something fishy about it. There was mm-hmm. something. Hmm. The thing that makes me think it wasn't fake is Chris Rock's reaction. He's sort of looking off to the side, like, what the fuck just happened there? I don't know, man, but there's the photos of him bracing himself, leaning into it. I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm between this, like, what Mm -hmm. happened there? And that looked fucking fake. Right. It looked fake, but I don't know if it was fake. Do you know what I mean? It just looked fake as fuck. Like, Will Smith Pure going up and doing the big movie slap and... Yeah. Then I'm laughing. You know what I mean? Like, see if that was a full force slap to the face. Uh-huh. That's like a punch, mate. Like, yeah. I was saying to my mate, like, have you ever been slapped full force off somebody right in the jaw? It's this art. It's indistinguishable between a closed fist and an open fist. Yeah. So either Will Smith's a fucking pussy and doesn't know how to throw a punch, which I don't think because, you know, he played Muhammad Ali and he trained in boxing for fucking. So that cunt knows how to throw, right? Um, And it barely fucking moved him, really. Yeah. So I'm like, what happened there? But <clears throat> here's what I don't like. One, I don't think anybody's words should be met with violence. Just flat out. Like yeah. I think it's pathetic if you need to resort to that. Um I don't like the fact that, you know, the sort of like macho man going up to save he's, you know, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna protect my woman. And I don't like the precedent being set that it's all right to jump on stage and slap somebody for a joke, no matter how terrible the joke was, because it was yeah. a terrible fucking joke. It wasn't even a joke about, he was like, I just did a joke about G.I.J. No, you didn't. You made a joke about her alopecia, and she clearly didn't fucking like it. If you've seen her face, she was, like, upset. But I think for comedy, that's horrific. Like, yeah. no matter what, i seen somebody tweet, Stick Jada and Will at the front row of a Frankie Boyle gig. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cunts get ripped. Yeah. Right. Their appearance, anything about them. Like, mm. if you're sitting in the front row of a comedy gig, you're getting ripped. You know, that's like yeah. a stereotype. And I don't like the idea that people think that they can just jump up and start slapping cunts or start hitting cunts for a joke. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of like, obviously, I'm nowhere near Chris Rock, but I'm a stand up comedian and I've been in some dangerous situations of being close to getting attacked at comedy clubs and i'm the same as you um a joke should never be met with violence it doesn't matter what is said it kind of comes to the the point that if you can't deal with that then you've got a problem it's not the comedian's fault you know especially a joke about that i mean i know that she's got alopecia and it must be tough but it's not exactly the most offensive thing in the world, is it? It was a throwaway comment about having a skinhead. I never knew she had alopecia. Nope I don't that. think Chris Rock knew. I mean, Joe, Joe right. Rogan was talking about it the other night. He doesn't know that she had it. She's been rocking that fucking look for about 10 years. She looks amazing. It was a shitty wee throwaway joke. Plus, I mean, right, I mean, I lost my hair. If anybody commented about me losing hair, it is a wee bit hurtful, but... I would never fucking I attack them. Anybody making a joke about anything and your appearance is kind of like bottom of the barrel, isn't it? It's like, if, you, if you're going to... It's like the playground. You know, what's the first thing that they do in the playground? Yeah. To bully you, they, they pick on something in your appearance. Yeah. So it is kind of shite, and you're, you're like, well, it was a shite joke. Uh-huh. But, like, aye, man. I didn't... It's just that, isn't it? It's like... You remember the... This is... I came to that, it reminded me of the Jarvis Cocker thing. Do you remember that? When he went on stage and he pushed Michael Jackson because he was like surrounding himself with Waynes and he was a fucking pedo, right? And Supposedly. Well, and allegedly. I, I, um, I, I think allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, there was pure uproar. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck was he doing? There was like people questioning Jarvis Cocker's like mental health. Yeah. There's been none of that for us because I, I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know why, but it's been a weird social media response of that's protecting your woman. And at the end of the day, an amazing stand up comedian said a shit joke. We've all said them right. Sometimes I say things on this podcast, and I know they're cheap, it's cheap and cheesy, but you just say it for a laugh. Mm-hmm. It's a throwaway, shitty comment mm-hmm. that shouldn't really have, you know, who cares? It's, see if they never responded. 
it would have been over and nobody would have spoke about it uh-huh. ever again. I think it would have been more powerful if he just shouted. Yeah. To like keep her fucking name, you know, like what he did yeah. without having to go up on stage. Even at that though, that still would have been embarrassing, I think. Well, I but I think it would have been better. Yeah. Um than it, than what happened. And and even like I seen a lot of commentary of people being like, oh blah. <laughs> Like, Will Smith himself <laughs> came out and was like, I'm embarrassed by this. Like, I, I don't, I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. So you're like, if he's like that, you know, like, that was embarrassing, I shouldn't have done it, then kind of like, I think that's the right thing. Did you see some of the the news headlines? No. One that made me cackle right. was, uh, I can't remember what the, what the outlet was called, but it says cuck meltdown oh fuck i know <laughs> mate what's this all about like it's weird like will smith and jada smith have got an open relationship and the rumors are that will smith's got a like, harima woman as would be expected by a multi-millionaire you know six foot three fucking good looking actor he'll yeah. have all these women and they're like oh he's a cuck because other guys get to shag his bird and it's yeah. like wait a minute like so he makes that choice does he yeah that's up to him who what type of relationship sexual relationship that she has with other people and i think that's her decision mm-hmm. um and will smith's rumored to be you know well endowed and i don't think it's got anything to do with his manliness or his manhood or any bullshit like that the fact that she wants to have an open relationship i think that was her choice uh-huh. and he's part of that so i don't think he's a cuck but what's wrong with being a fucking cuck like if you're like watching guys ramming your bird like what is there anything wrong with that? Like, it's there's just a whole load of shame yeah. about other people's sexuality and their choices. Like, if that's what you're all about, like judging other people's sexual choices, like go and yeah. fucking stick your head, man. Like, but I it is a shite fetish to have, though. I think <laughs> <laughs> no to have if you've got it. I mean, if you've got it, then that's fair enough. Whatever float, you, floats your boat. You I, know what I mean? suppose if it's like equally <clears throat> in agreement, you know, and you're stoning or watching your butt getting pumped. Fuck. I don't think that's what they've got though. I think yeah. they've got like an open relationship where she can do what she likes, he can do what he likes. Yeah. And if it works for them, more power to them because that's no like seen as normal. You know what I mean? I think it's probably more normal than what we would fucking like to admit. Yeah. Because nearly every cunt that I meet's cheated on. Do you know what I mean? Or like went yeah. and done something. So I don't know. Maybe being monogamous and try to stay just with one partner for like forty years. Maybe that's no fucking normal. Yeah, that's no normal. I don't think that's normal. I'm open-minded. I need to get a fucking bird first. <laughs> I'm saying, oh, I, I'd be doing this and doing that. I can't even get a date. Uh, I live in a, I've got an open sexual relationship with myself. Hi, <laughs> so five wanks a day since I've been 14. And sometimes I watch myself in the mirror, sometimes I don't. Uh, but it's a shame because King Richard, I went to, I'll be honest with you, I never really knew what it was about. I was bored walked into the cinema, went to see the first film there. It was King Richard. And, you know, I've got no interest in tennis whatsoever. Didn't know anything about the story. And then watched that film and it got me emotional. I was crying. I thought it was beautifully shot. Amazing cast. Will Smith was amazing in it. And after it, I was like, if that doesn't get some type of Oscar, that's a fucking crime. So... It was such a shame because he essentially ruined it. You know what I mean? Overshadowed so, it, didn't it? Really? Yeah. Uh, but King Richard was, was a great movie. I think I watched that on your recommendation, actually. Yeah. And um, I fuck man, what a performance, man! Incredible. Uh, let me see. Let me see. I'm going to be announcing a tour soon. Sorry that it took so long. We're just going through the the final stages of. Uh, confirming dates with the venues we've got the dates uh, we've got the venues but we're just confirming the dates and i'm gonna be doing a regular night as well once really? a month okay once a month at a venue that i won't see yet and we're gonna do it right up until christmas so it'll be a new material night it right. will be like uh, the vegan grilling friends that I used to do right but i'm not a vegan anymore so it's a new name grilling friends <laughs> five wanks a day and friends that was a shite joke I'm that out. please for the love I'm of leaving god that in. That out. I'm leaving that in uh, I went to see a comedian the other night as well for the first time since covid happened who did you go and see? Tim Dillon 
Oh, wow. Really? Was he playing in Glasgow? Yes. How come these fuckers... How come you don't know these fuckers are playing in Glasgow? The only way I found out was uh, he tweeted Scottish food is terrible. And I thought, Fucking prick. Why is he? <laughs> why is he tweeting that? Did you buy tickets on the day? Was it sold? no sold out? It wasn't sold out. Oh, fuck, man. Well, they need to... I think these guys need to realise that we are, we're a wee bit in the dark ages when it comes to like that type of thing. They, they'll be used to promoting all their dates on YouTube and mm-hmm. all like that's not going to work here is it like you need to be like oh era because um, I had no idea man I love Tim Dillon well so, see when I got tickets there was two there was only two left at the bottom uh, right the entire bit there was only two where was my invite mate it was one of the things that was just <laughs> it was so last it's I right. think you don't think about me it's alright Paul no <laughs> Please no, not on the podcast. I'm Paul's cuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have shamed you. No. You watch me fucking shag your horn. <laughs> this is Friday, so he was gigging Wednesday. I got the tickets uh, Tuesday. Tuesday For night. Sake, man, was it, it good? Do you know? I was disappointed, mate. Not in Tim Dillon. It was the audience and the venue. I was disappointed. Right, in. do tell. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. First and foremost, it was very overpriced. It was £35 a ticket, and Oof. that was including booking fees, right? Right. And those opened at six. There was no information about when when he was on stage or if he had a support act. So we turned up at six o'clock, not really knowing what was happening. Uh, he kept the bar opened during the show, mm. which just made Big it... Big mistake, hadn't it? Man? Carnage. Aye. Just... I sat on my seat for 60 minutes and I did not, genuinely did not have longer than five minutes on my arse. I was just, every five every five minutes I was standing Having up. Having to let people out. Aye. My fuck's sake. So that was a pain in the arse. Uh, the amount of people that were like paralytic steaming was mental. Mm-hmm. Like paralytic steaming, mate. Right. Uh, so they were like disrupting the show? Disrupted like the show. Right. I was actually nearly fighting with somebody. Like I, I went in, I went in in a bit of a mood anyway. I was a bit like ner- I don't know what was happening, but I was just nervous. And me and my pal were sitting there, and this drunk guy was getting shown to his seat, and I stood up to let him past, and he turned around and he done that. Who's that fucking dafty to me? And I, I was like, who the fuck are you talking to? And straight away he was like, uh, oh sorry, big man, it was just a joke, and he was. He was trying to oh, shake my hand right. and I was like, nah, mate, I'm not shaking your hand because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And he was like, ah, all right, for fuck's sake. And he sat down and then he was invading my pal's space. My pal was like, can you get back? He started talking to everybody around about him. And then after five minutes, he just done that. This is fucking shite. This is push. Go up and walked out. And he, Good. he walked past me and he couldn't even make eye contact. But in my mentally ill mind, I was like, please, please say something. I'm going to Eat your fucking Adam's apple right out your throat. Pure. <laughs> so was he? Uh, was he set good? Ah, he was fine. Apart from that, he was good. Uh, uh, no, he was no, very. Not the, no, the drunk guy. <laughs> but sometimes people, you find us, mate, at comedy gigs. People are there and they're like somehow think that they're the comedian. Yeah, they're, they're there to show showcase themselves, like outdo the guy on stage or some bullshit. Well, man, there was a guy behind me and he kept stamping his feet 
and every single joke he was like he was essentially fake laughing right oh and i was like why is he doing that like he doesn't need to do that uh-huh. just sit and enjoy the show uh-huh. but there was a i could tell that there was a lot of people there that have never been to a live show before they're podcast fans and they don't know how things Aye. work. So I've seen him on Rogan or they've seen him on whatever and yeah. they're like, we'll go and see this and they're getting tanked up to go and it's like going to the cinema. Like, yeah. you need to, you're going to be sitting there, you're supposed to sit there in silence for an hour. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's like 2022, we're still at a stage that people should know that they shouldn't talk through a show. Like, how do you know, know that? And then when you do, heckle a comedian and... They're like, oh, I was just trying to help. Oh, I was just trying to be funny. And then because they're fucking idiots, they'll slap you like Will Smith. Or they'll try and slap <laughs> they'll you. They'll try and slap you. Uh, but don't get me wrong. I'm glad that I went. I'm glad that I've seen him. He's a very intelligent, funny comedian. Aye. When when I could pay attention to what he was saying, he was very, very funny. Uh, he plays down his intelligence a wee bit, doesn't he? Tries to play that sort of like, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about type guy, but you're like, you know what you're fucking doing. He knows here, what he's talking about. Uh, he's no daft. Did he have a support act? He had a support act. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was also funny. Right. And, you know, I never realised Tim Dillon was gay. Oh, I think I did know that, mate. Uh-huh. Aye, because he does a lot of gay jokes, doesn't he? Aye. Mm-hmm. I can't repeat them on the podcast. I'll get cancelled, but... As soon as he said something, I was like, oh, aye. You're not the only fat gay cunt in here. <laughs> that was a joke. Aye, he was gay. Uh, know that that's a problem. Why do I even have to say that? Uh, Will Smith is supposedly gay, you know? He's a cock, mate. Uh, Cockasaurus Rex. <laughs> right, so Tim Dillon was good. I enjoyed that even though it was £75 for two tickets. That's craziness, man. See, for comedy, I think... I don't know if I'm, talk, I'm speaking at a term, not 20 quid. For, I mean, it's different. You've got to see a band at the Hydro, yep. and they're coming out, and they're playing like a fucking two-and-a-half-hour set, and they've got a back catalogue. But yep. to go and sit and watch somebody make tell jokes for an hour, yep. really, support acts home for, what, 10, 15, 20 minutes max? I think I score, man. Think 20, 25 yeah. quid and then you're ripping the push, you know what I mean? And see if you can't keep the bar shut for 60 minutes, then you've got a problem. Aye. See if you cannot go 60 minutes without a drink, you've got a drink problem. Aye, I'd you've say get... so. Drink the venues are funny about that because <clears throat> that's their bread and butter, isn't Probably it? the venue then, right. I would imagine. Aye, they but don't want to shut it the bar. made it unbelievably shite well any established comedy venue that you would go to i think anywhere that i've been to one they will shut the bar and it's for a, that reason yeah can't if people I mean frankie boyle sets he's like if you need a push you're not getting back in yeah i mean that i can understand even though that's a bit intense but i understand why he does that i would never do it and i've had the bar opened up to a certain point because i get it but uh, you can't have the bar open during a show. It doesn't even matter who you are. And see, when this fucking £35 a ticket, we're sitting in the Glasgow O2. It's ice cold. No heaters are on. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we paying for here? Like, we're sitting in a fucking Oh, is it freezing as well? Freezing, oh, ice cold, mate. Sake. Cunts have got their scarves on. Like, oh, shittering cold. That was it snowing as well that Aye. day. Aye, fucking so, Baltic outside. I mean, for a gig, a music gig, you get it. It gets sweaty, people jumping about, but Aye. for something that you're sitting down. Like, like I'm sitting watching Tim Dillon like that. Mental. Make some complaints, man. I know. O2 Academy, fucking wankers. When I bring my new material mm-hmm. night back, it's not going to be assholes. It's going to be mere established acts doing material. So I'll get people that are good and I'll say, look, go up with your pad, your pen, you can do whatever you want. And I'm going to make it £8 a ticket. I think £8 a ticket's all right. That'll be good, aye. That's not too expensive. No, not at all, mate. So there we go. Uh, Tim, Tim Dillon. I know. I'm gutted, mate. I'm gutted that I didn't know that, man. Do you know, I was, going to, I was going to ask you, but I don't know why I never asked. I was just one you don't day. like me. I do like you. I do. Let's talk about this. Let's iron this out. No, uh, it was just one of the ones. It was so last minute, mate. Aye, mate. It was so last dumb, minute. Mate, I'm farming you up. But I went to see Batman. Yes. Somebody on Twitter was asking, had I seen Batman yet? And I went to see it. 
Um, Tell me your thoughts. I would say mixed emotions. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yep. It looked great. It looked fucking phenomenal. Like, I thought the cinematography was beautiful. Um, I actually thought that Patterson was an alright Batman as well, but I think it lacked something. I get... I remember feeling like this with Batman Begins, right? I remember leaving the pictures and thinking... The pictures? My law. <laughs> leaving the cinema and thinking, don't know, man, like, I'm I'm struggling to say I loved it, but I liked it. But then as the second one came out, and then I went back and watched the first one, I was like, I love that. And now I love Batman Begins, so I'm sort of hoarding off uh-huh. my final judgment until I get to watch it a couple of times to see what's coming next. But um, you're going to watch that more than once. Aye, I watch it again. You don't I think you watch it me. again? I struggled with it. Okay, I, I think I struggled with it a wee bit as well. But there was enough there to be like, I'm going to go back and give that another go. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not going to go back to the fucking cinema and watch it. But I thought it, like I said, I thought it looked great. I thought the story was good, but I thought there was something missing. I don't know. And the penguin was Colin. Colin Farrell. Farrell. I, I know, did mate. not know. That. Unbelievable, eh? What a transformation. Like, Aye. fucking, can you believe it? Crazy, aren't it? Mm-hmm. I was disappointed. I've been revisiting old films as well. I watched the original It last night. Very scary. The Tim... No, no, the remake. I watched it in 2017 when the new one came out. I watched it last night. You watched the remake last night? Yeah. Right, aye. Aye. What do you think of the original? Watched that last year. Tim Curry, aren't it? Right, so when I was a child, that gave me a genuine fear of clowns. Uh-huh. When I watched it last year, it's dated. The special effects have made it not as scary. Aye. But uh, for an original idea, or an, an original story, the story's terrifying, and I Aye. couldn't even watch it when I was away. I thought I'm the exact same. I don't remember it being in two parts. Yeah. I remember it just the full story, and I actually think that that would have been better. Yeah. See if they just like, you know, didn't they try and, I mean, what is it, four hours long, four and a half hours long if you watch the fucking entirety of the full thing. Um, see if they'd have just made that a two hour movie. I think it'd have been terrifying. Yeah. And you're right, it's dated. You can, and some, so there's something about the 90s special effects. You kind of see past them. Yeah. See, like the 70s and the 80s ones, you're kind of like, you can see through them. You're like, ah, oh, I can put, like if I watch The Evil Dead, I'm like, I can put, the shitey special effects to one side, but see, for some reason in the 90s, I'm like, nah, I can't watch this, man. Yeah, they tried something different, didn't they? Right. I mean, the shower scene when he breaks the drain apart and he comes up, it's just, it's like a cartoon. It's Aye. like Play-Doh or something. It makes like you that. laugh yeah. rather than the the primal fear I, I felt as a Wayne. See the bit with the drain? That gave me nightmares, mate. See the bit with the, the guy's wee brother? Mm-hmm. And they makes the wee thing, man. He's put Georgie, mate. Fuck me, man. See, genuinely, see, when I was a child, <clears throat> see, after watching that, see, when I went to my bed at night, see, when I closed my eyes, I used to see clowns when I went to bed. That's how scared I was of that film. Fuck's sake. For years, I was terrified of clowns, like anything like that. And now I'm just fucking dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> Shagging <But>, clowns. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched the. the so you watched the remake of it? It's really terrifying, mate. It's that's proper scary, man. The new one. Aye, the new uh, one, mate. The new one's scary. Mm-hmm. 2017. Went to see it in the pictures, and I was like, "This is amazing. This is ah, it's class, mate. Amazing. A good film. Aye, unreal. Also watched a really good film last night for the second time called The Shot Caller. Have you ever seen that? No. It's on Netflix. Right. It's a fucking belter of a film. What's that about? You seen it, Kieran? It is about a guy that's a lawyer and he's he goes to a restaurant one night with his wife, his mate and his wife mm-hmm. and they share a bottle of wine at the table and they're driving home for the restaurant one night and he accidentally crashes the car. So because he's under the influence of alcohol and his mate dies, he ends up getting to jail. And while he's in the jail, you've got black people that are in a gang and uh-huh. then you've got white people that are in a gang. So uh-huh. when he walks into the yard, um, the skinheads take him in and he just descends into this kind of spiral 
of being in a skinhead gang trying to protect himself and he ends up like one of the top dogs in a, a Nazi skinhead gang right, okay. in this prison. But also like not really being a part of it, he just wants to survive like that type of outlook. Right. So it's an old star cast. Um, The guy that played the Punisher, do you know that guy? I know who you're talking about, but I don't know his name. Uh, I can't even remember his name. He was in The Walking Dead as well. He's in it. Is he uh, no one? Do you know the tennis coach and? Oh fuck! So he is. Uh huh. Aye, King Richard. Uh huh. With the mad handlebar mustache. Aye. Aye, aye. He's been in Wolf of Wall Street. That's now, right, mate. Aye. He's a great actor. So man. he's in it, and uh, one of the police officers from Mindhunter is in it. You know the chubby guy. Have I've you seen? Wa- no, I've never seen Mindhunter. Mindhunter is fucking amazing, mate. I Mindhunter was a book. Uh, wrote by an fbi agent back in the 70s right and it is he was the first kind of guy that did psychological profiling and he did it back in the 60s 70s and he you know the type of people that would be like the the guy that did it is probably in his 30s male drives this type of car Mm -hmm. when he came out with that people thought he was into witchcraft (laughs) <laughs> like mental i been able to profile people Aye. right uh-huh. he was the first guy obviously i can't remember his name because i'm a fucking idiot but i recommend the book and it get turned into a tv series and uh one of the main guys is in that film as well so so shot caller shot caller shot caller and mind hunter yes right mind see the first time i read mind hunter i was in my mate's house and we were playing fifa and he's like, my dad's got this book that's amazing. It's called Mind Hunter. He's like, you want to learn it? I picked it up. I started reading it. Four years later, I'm still in his house reading the book. And I'm like, I need to take that up the road. No, I can't pay attention to things. Um, red group, right. as, as we know. I, the book was like that thick. I finished it in three days. I'm like, that is incredible. I couldn't put it down. Aye, incredible. Right. So that's recommended as well. Short Caller, Mind Hunter, and Mind Hunter the book. Uh, did I tell you I'm getting a flat? Have I said that on the podcast? You haven't. You told me last week, half mic, but you've not said on the podcast. So I've admitted defeat in getting a mortgage. Three years of absolute misery of trying to get, <laughs> to get a, mortgage. a mortgage during a pandemic while being self-employed to the point that I think it was one of the main reasons why my hair fell out in the shower, to be honest. Just the stress. I try to fucking get a mortgage, mate. Yeah. Fuck me. And then I finally realised that there's nothing wrong with rent, uh, especially during this time in life. You seen what it's like trying to fucking actually buy a house? Like, yeah. Once you get the mortgage, it's like, houses are worth 80 grand and cunts are buying it for 120. You know, it's mental, mate. It's like pure peak market. It's well, I, I went for money. a house. I went for a house in Mary Hall that was uh, at the old army barracks and it was listed for 67 grand. And it got sold for a hundred. Oh, so sake. I was like, I can't do this. Can't I just gonna lose money, mate? This is like two thousand and six or era again. Like we're at this pure bubble where yeah. people are just—I don't know why—but people are so desperate to buy houses, and then it'll pop. Aye, I got desperate because I was see at the start of COVID when you're self-employed, like yourself. I lost everything, mate, within the space of four days. Like mm-hmm. everything was gone, and my dad was like, "Move back in." with us because i don't want you to be fucked uh-huh. but in my mind i was like i lost everything and that wasn't my fault so if i get a house then that's essentially a pension and i'm thinking about the future and if anything right, happens right. i can rent it out or sell it or whatever but uh i am fortunate enough that i'm going to get uh renting a flat i'm moving in next month it's got a bath in it mate a fucking bath. Self-care. Self-care Sundays. <laughs> Expect my Instagram posts to <laughs> Sausage to <go> legs. <laughs> in the bath. So... You ever had a wank in a bath? Mate, mate, I've had a wank on a bus, man. Never mind in the bath. Or a bus. What? Uh, <laughs> fuck, I had a wank during this podcast, mate. <laughs> Dry one against the leg. Uh, 
I've had a wank in the bath when I was young, I but it was shit. <laughs> it was fucking shit. Because <laughs> you're kind of focused on, right, everybody's going to hear the splashing noise. You have to kind of push yourself up into a thrust. Your bangers hanging out the bath. Fuck it, man. It's a waste of time. I just want a bath bomb and get the tunes on. A wee bath bomb. Well, I had a bath in Dundee when I was doing panto once and I fell asleep on it. I woke up, I felt like I was drowning, but there we go. Uh, Dana Whitney. Terrible. <laughs> That's how she died. I love Whitney, man. Do you? Aye. You ever heard the story about uh, Bobby Brown and Whitney? I don't know if it was in somebody's book where she was constipated because of the crack and the heroin. Obviously, like, train spotting talks about that when you're taking uh, fucking intravenous drugs. Like, oh. you don't go for a shite. Like, your, bo- <laughs> your body's shut down. Like, literally, your body's not working. So, like, you're. You don't pass fucking, you just don't eat, you don't shite, right? And then when you came off it, you had the withdrawals, you just, everything just empties out. But she must have been like in the middle. I mean, I don't know if she ever off it, but, and he got a fucking spoon and put the end of the spoon up her arse and she fucking shat over his face. Wow. I mean, I wouldn't exactly complain that you're getting to spoon Whitney Houston's arse. I mean, I bet she took a fucking diarrhea dump right in your mouth, man. Aye, you well, may be fucking complaining about that. Bobby Brown has got some absolute amazing tunes, by the way, for such a horrifying bastard. Was he bad? Aye. Was he he? Was, I think he was abusive. Oh, was he? Mentally, Aye. physically, he was a maniac. But have you heard my prerogative? Aye. Fucking tune, mate. Aye, for sure. Absolutely. Same with Whitney, man. She's got some good tunes. Aye, mate. The Bodyguard. Fuck's sake, what a movie. Aye, it's amazing. Aye, it's brilliant, mate. Genuinely, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, it's fucking, what a movie, man. <laughs> Soundtrack's incredible, man. It's Aye. unbelievable. So I'll be playing her soundtrack in my new flat in the bath. Kevin Costner. <laughs> I mean, how how unbelievable is that story? Like, that Kevin Costner could pull Whitney Houston. Yeah. Fuck that, man. Bullshit. Maybe he could have. Could he fuck? Supposedly he's in love with her. In real life, not oh. recently, because back then was I, he? I think he had a lot to do with that movie, didn't he? Did yeah. he know like direct it? Is that no like? I think he had a big part in casting her as well. Right, did he? Is that a bit of a Tarantino and fucking Uma Thurman job? Ah, he's right. like, I want to suck your toes in this scene, and you're like, uh, but it's my mom's for no. What's that got to do with anything? No, no. Have you watched Euphoria? No, no. So it's a TV series, HBO Euphoria, <laughs> right? And there's a bird in it. Don't know what age she is, right? But she's got an absolute smashing set of tits. No, she's supposed to be playing like a 17 year old, but she's at least 21, 22 year old. Like, 100%. Right. I might look It's all right up. for you to say this behind the camera, you cunt. I need to sit here with a straight face right. as you're saying all that. I'm going to look it up. No emotion right? whatsoever. I'll, I'll look it up, right? Um, but something creepy's going on with this TV series. I'll tell you in a wee second. Euphoria. Let's get, let's make sure that we're not talking about a fucking minor here. <laughs> Um, there she's there. Sydney Sweeney. She's born in 97, right? So she's like 24. Right, 24 okay. year old, right? She's got an incredible set of tits on her, right? Right. Every episode, the tits are out. Mm. Every single episode. Someday on that show's had a hard on for her, man. It's like she gets naked in every scene. Yeah. And you're like, euphoria. Like, <laughs> you're not allowed to watch it. Um, but. She's even come out and commented and being like, I felt uncomfortable with the amount of nudity that I was asked today. Nobody else in the show was asked to... I don't even think he got to see anybody else in the show actually naked other than her. That's crazy. Is that the one when you said the chubby girl gets a, <laughs> a, a sex tape? Uh-huh. And then yeah. she starts on OnlyFans and... I mean, I can understand, right? But even like Tarantino with the feet, man. Like, have you seen... What's the American one, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Uh-huh. I mean, I'm sitting there, right, and I've said that I, I find I've got a bit of a foot fetish, and I, uh-huh. I, when a woman wears a high heel, I'm into that. And I'm watching it, like, I'm watching his film thinking, fuck's sake, mate, you're taking the piss. Aye, Do you know it, what I mean? So you not done, like, pure pan shots to, like, yep. a foot? <laughs> Aye, and there's just, like, random shots of birds' feet in it, and I'm like, that's creepy as fuck. Like, I, I expect something to happen with him in the future i a me too thing what i was gonna say the exact same thing why is he how is he not being me too he must have he must have man well 
perfect example. What's the one with the vampires? That film from Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn, see Julia. Uh, Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. She plays a fifteen-year-old in that film, right? And there's a foot fetish in that film that he's staring at her feet. Now that is fucking disgraceful. Uh-huh. And I don't know how that's never been brought up. That was written by Robert Rodriguez. All right. I think. And Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez were Harvey Weinstein's protégés. And Tarantino said that Harvey Weinstein was like a father figure to him. So I don't know, man. That's creepy. I don't know. I've I've got a feeling. I've met Tarantino. He smelt like a fucking dog's arsehole, mate. He was fucking <laughs> not only that, he was a fucking arrogant prick. Yeah. An utter just that see that way where you just seen him and you're like, oh no. This guy's a fucking arsehole. Yeah. He he was like that. I met him on a Wednesday. Uh, and Virgin Mega Story did an in-store. Oh, aye. Um, and then on the Friday, he was on the Jonathan Ross show, and he was wearing the same clothes. And when we seen him on the Wednesday in the Virgin Mega Store, he'd stains doing it. He was stinking a shite, mate. He wow. was barking. See that, like, sweaty, pishy... He looked and acted disgusting. So I've got wow. a feeling, mate. I've got a feeling that he's going to end up getting dragged out of the coals at some point. Yeah. Not unless he's just been, you know... I don't know. No done it, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, that scene is shocking. In the Kill Bill Volume 2, there's the scene where the actor spits in a Thurman's character's face. He stipulated that he must do that scene. He wanted to spit in her face, and he, she's commented and saying, we did it a wee bit too many times as well. So, so and he stopped her. Yeah. He? She's also came out and said the feet thing as well. She's like, that's weird. Wiggle your toe. Yeah. And then Pulp Fiction, the characters in her bare feet, and there's like the scene where she walks into the room and it just, it's like a minute of her feet. Yeah. It's creepy, mate. It creepy. is creepy. And I'm a toe goblin. No, but, right. I'm I'm a toe goblin. You've got a foot, you've, you're a toe goblin, right? If you find somebody that is into that, you know, consent, go for it. But see, when you start to write your sexual fantasies into a script... Uh, I think then you're abusing your power as a filmmaker and a director. Or maybe no, actually. And I'm just thinking, like, so many of them must do that. Like, yeah. must use their own. It's the fact that he used to just work in a video store, though. Like, I knew a guy like that. There was a video store in Bishop Briggs. What and, was it? Uh, Global? Global. Global Video. I can't remember the guy's name, but he wasn't Scottish. He was Scandinavian. I'm not going to name him, if I do remember. Sven. Hi. <laughs> But he used to like, we were all 13 and 14 and anytime we went into the video store, it was just this rain man knowledge of films, but he used to buy his booze and stuff. He was a creepy bastard. Creepy, creepy bastard. Anyway, I think we're going to wrap it up (laughs) because we can keep talking about all that stuff. I think we've done enough. Your foot fetish? No, my foot fetish. Tarantino's foot? Oh, aye. I've got an alright foot fetish. (sighs) I thought... Aye. <laughs> <laughs> look guys we're gonna wrap it up um that's plenty of time uh, i just want to thank you thank mctassels for the wonderful eight week sponsorship thank you very much for being kind we appreciate it and we will get another podcast in before paul goes to amsterdam next week you've got a treat to talk about me you can't you're going there to get pegged get full of fucking mushies anyway uh <laughs> can he wait mate can he wait <laughs> what happens in the dam stays in the dam uh as always the sponsorship <laughs> fee goes towards the studio rent also if you'd like to buy me a coffee through the coffee app then that goes towards me fees later everybody fuck will smith illuminati big Wally style ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.